Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to No Chill with Gilbert Arenas coming to you from the Blue Wire studio at the Wynn in Las Vegas for NBA Summer League. Our guest today, 2010 College Player of the Year out of the Ohio State University, went on to be the number two pick by the Sixers, played 10 seasons in the league. Now you can catch him and Andre Iguodala doing their Point Forward podcast. Evan Turner, we appreciate you pulling up, brother. I appreciate you. Appreciate oh, we got a studio audience. Look at us. We <laughs> Vegas, baby. We Vegas now. Appreciate y'all being here, man. Big Pod, always been a fan, yeah. but... Uh... Thank you for having me on, for real. No problem, no problem. And y'all doing point four, we do no chill. You got knuckleheads. You got so many other people yeah. in the pod space, but everybody thinks like we got beef or we competing, but there's bags for everybody. These bags are flowing. So, I know, you know salute to y'all. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, obviously we see each other in past and we always been big fans and uh, great content and, you know, great, you know, great talk is everything. And uh, I much rather listen to y'all than some journalists. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's, so, and that's real. And hey. Gil is one of the funniest dudes on earth. So. See, that's why ESPN fired a whole bunch of people. Like, yo, y'all got competition now. <laughs> and the best thing about the pod, you know, us athletes coming back, you know, the podcast and just tell our stories that we have one thing over them. We have relationships with each other. Yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> right? yeah, so we can just go on each other's podcast, tell our stories and vibe, and they can't mimic that. Yeah, and that's real. I think the only thing that, like, you might get mad at is, like, you might have me on a pod and I might tell certain stories and I go on a different pod and tell another story and it goes viral. And you're like, bro, why the hell didn't you tell that on? But no, you know what you think about the numbers? We need the numbers, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to get the viral on this pod. We already did other research yeah. and we fill in the blanks. So I never like to come in and that's do something right. somebody else already talked to you about. We all try to add yeah. another layer to it. Yeah, there is right. some overlap though, but we got a lot of stuff to get into today. But before we talk about all that, uh, you know, I, I was perusing your Twitter before we did the show. <laughs> Saw somebody try to clown you the other day. They put up like that graphic of the, the number two overall pick yeah, from 2009 to 2012, but you clap back at them with the resume, 10 years, eight playoff appearances, $100 million in contracts. But what's it like for you when people who've never hooped try to take shots at you in your career? Uh, it's just uh, it's somewhat bizarre. You know what I mean? Uh, when you put yourself in like another position, like when you don't like really hate yourself, like sometimes you're like, how are you walking up to me hating? Like that's some weird ass shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you dead ass stopped. Went on your phone, just got the hate, and that's kind of OD. But life is too good, to be honest with you. Like, life <laughs> is OD good. So sometimes, like, even when I trip, I'm like, bro, I'm up. Yeah. Like, I'm up, up. So, yeah, hey, yeah, I yeah. don't. I kind of laugh, like, laugh mm -hmm. at it and go find my next thrill for real. And, uh, you know, kind of keep it real on what it is. Um, the game of basketball, you're always going to, you know, have mountains and hurdles to climb. And, you know, you, you have a lot of years of trying to be an alpha or being a man. And, you know, one thing with sports, it, uh, it teaches humility. And um, a lot of times I think one thing that occurs uh, just in my journey and my path is trying to just handle it the right way as, like, a champ, quote, unquote, and not, like, be a bitch about it. Yeah. So, like, when it came down to it, I wanted to make sure I show up to work each day. I wanted to make sure I kept competing. I wanted to make sure, like, when I was in a star role, I wanted to accept the role that I always ask other people to do. So if it came off being, like, the sixth or seventh man, I was like, let me just be real and try to try my best doing that. Or if it came 
to, you know, taking a step back and, you know, um, mentoring a rookie. I was like, let me try to full, you know, hardly go and do that. But, you know, I, I just really always try to keep it uh, open and realize that uh, I've been blessed. So, You know, no one really understands the, the whole aspect of being drafted, right? Yeah. You know, when you think about, you know, top 10 picks, everyone thinks, oh, he's going to change our franchise. Yeah. Not realizing that you still have to go in that locker room and change those guys' mind too. Yeah. So no matter what you do, like, yeah, they're paying me, but if they have an old vet in there, they're like, nah, I'm not giving it to you right now. That's the truth. And you mentally have to say, all right, stand down. And that right there might hurt your progression. Yeah, or like we compare it right now, and it's you're right there for it. I came in and uh all-star on my team was Andre Iguodala, mm -hmm. a future Hall of Famer. And you know, number two pick, you're supposed to you know, roll, do this, that, and a third. John Wall came in where? Mm -hmm. The Wizards. Yes, yep. Shit, you come in, you come in, enjoy your last couple months. You, got, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. You traded so they can get, let John be the alpha and get the real alpha out of there. Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, whether you think so or not, guys in that position are too cool. You battle too much. But the number one thing is having the time to learn. You know what I mean? And, and, and you know, kind of, you know, develop, step in and step out. I was able to develop and learn how to win and how to be a pro, but when it came to being like a franchise, there was never opportunity to do so due to the fact of, uh, you know, we had a franchise guy like Iguodala. Mm -hmm. Drew Holiday was unbelievable yep. at that time, and we I thought we built a great core that could have been something, but in order to be like a franchise, dude, I've never went one season just 20, shooting 20 shots. Like, you know how big mm -hmm. of a deal that, like, you know what I'm saying? I remember, you even, said, I, I remember you even said that you wanted to play with me. Yeah. And I was like, shit, I'll do too, so yeah. I got to get put on the bench. <laughs> That's right? what I'm saying. And like, I seen we, the writing on the wall. I remember we got, when the number one pick came through, and I was in Chicago, and I went into demon time. That's when I grew my hair out, yeah, everything. Yeah. Oh, I was like, yeah, I'm coming for, I'm watching all the film on him. Like, yeah, John, I'm about to get it, right? Yeah. Went to training camp, not talking to nobody. Like, yeah, it's war. Right, it's war. Young fella ain't about to get this. And then he came up and was like, oh my God, what's up, Gil? Big fan, man. I'm glad to play with you. And just that right there oh, just man. took everything out of me. I'm like, everything out of work for. I'm watching all the movies undefeated, <laughs> right? I'm watching all, like, all these little gangster movies. Yeah, or just I mean, yeah, everything. Right? You're like, no, nah, this and, is legends never die type yeah, shit. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And all he's like, yeah, I'm a big fan, man. Can't wait to work. You know, teach me everything. And I'm sitting there like, what was what? What have I been on for the last two years, yeah. man? Dude is me. Yeah. Right? And then from there, I was like, man, this your team. Yeah. Like, whatever you need, I got it. I'll fall back. Like, and then I just gave it. There was no fight. There was no yeah. battle. This is yours. I, I'm out. Yeah, like, nah, this is, You know what I mean? So yeah. that charge was, it to the game and, of, like, what it is. You know what I mean? And, and it was just one of those things. But that's, that's, that's not how it always happens. So people yeah. don't take that in consideration that, you know, you have other players on teams that's trying to establish themselves. The pick before you, yeah. the pick before that. Lou they Williams want, from high school. Yeah, they want to be like, yeah. like, man, I just, I just got, you know, I just got rid of Iverson. It's my turn. Yeah, like, oh, man. they got the number two pick, right? And people don't understand that. And sometimes, you know, as 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 a player, you're sitting there like, man, I'm new here. I don't, I don't know what to do. Let me just try to figure this out. And, you know, let me just get in here, right? Yeah. I don't want to be the, I don't want to be hated. No, no, that's real. And, and when you walk into a locker room filled with men, like, I know you think you're a cool kid, but, like, to be a cool kid in an NBA locker room, like, you got to you gotta really earn your rights. And, you know, but one thing about the, that point, I don't know how it would have turned out, should have, would have, could have. I, I only take what I can from it, and I learned how to be a pro. 
I learned a lot about, you know, maybe I wouldn't have stayed in the league for 10 years if I didn't go through those situations mm-hmm. and those trials and tribulations because I had a lot of great players around me. Drew Holiday, Andre Iguodala, Lou Williams, Elden Brand, Thad Young, Spencer Hawes, and uh, even Nick Vucevic. So a lot of killers in that situation where, you know, you learn how to uh, come up and adapt. But, you know, that was a, a, a great moment in time and something good on my Wikipedia. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and at the end of the day, like, that was my 20s I went through. And, you know, that was my 20s. That was my 20s, and it was lit. But, you know, that that conversation you always hear about the, the second pick. And, and I think at the end of the day, like, to respect the GOATs and the guys that actually did it, you got to show them, you know, show them the proper respect for their journey. And uh, the what-ifs or shoulda, woulda, could-ofs uh, don't really matter as a result. Mm-hmm. So for, what was it like for you, though, being that number two pick, walking to that Sixers locker room? Who were the guys, who were the vets that took you under their wing? Or was there a beef, like like Gil, you were saying, when John Wall first came in, you weren't fucking with him, but then eventually it's like, all right, now nah, let me, you know. But being honest with you, there wasn't any, like, really crazy beef. Um, you know, Andre Iguodala was a franchise player at the time. I was coming in as a, you know, two pick. Back in the day, it wasn't like you had a loaded team of, like, four or five guys Correct me if I'm wrong, it's one or two alphas. Mm-hmm. And they can only be there and call it a day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, it was yeah. like, if I show up, it's Andre's stuff. So me and Dre, we were butt heads, ironically mm-hmm. enough, a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I remember uh, we were butt heads the whole year. Like, go back and forth, butt heads, butt heads. So we played one-on-one. And, uh, at the, like, right before we play, uh, <laughs> like, game three versus Heat. So, like, I think I could be gassing it, but there's a lot of people in the gym. So whatever occurs... We spar, we go to war, we're out the band, shake hands, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Next day, we actually win that game, you know? So we were like, bro, this whole year we've been hate, arguing, wrestling with each other, bro. We could have just been helping <laughs> make each other better and play one-on-one. And I think from there, that's when uh, myself and Dre's uh, relationship took another toll. And then uh, you always got to shout out Lou Will. Lou Will's just an Ellis, never do it. Um, I remember going through one of like, my toughest times uh, in the league. You know, I was pretty green at the time, and um, I remember, I think I probably got a DMP or something, we're flying to Detroit, and, um, you know, I was super out of it. And, you know, when you're a rookie, you got the guys that are kind of like jerk-offs to you, like, how the rookie ain't play, like, yeah. we'll have to damn rookie ain't score tonight, look at him, like, his career over. Like, you know, yeah, like, yeah, 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 you get that, yeah. Because the NBA dudes, they alpha, like, they alphas, but they also do some bitch-ass shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, look, look what they tweeting. You yeah, like, yeah. oh. Right. Yeah, so Lou Will texts me like, listen, bro, and you know, uh, meet me in the lobby in 10 minutes. It's not, it's not up for debate. So when I show up, we go to the lobby. We're at the Townsend in Detroit, go next door to bar and stuff. Lou Will orders like six shots, like me, Lou, Spencer. So like with each shot, we doing and shit. Lou's just like, look, bro, there's some hoop shit, bro. Like you can't forget who you are. Like you came in, you know what I mean? Evan Turner, you're always going to be Evan Turner. But the number one thing is there's so many games to be a real pro, you got to you gotta worry about your mental. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be mad because you play, it's four games in a week, you're going to be up and down all week. Mm-hmm. He's like, man, that's just some weak shit. He's like, showing that much emotion is sensitive. Like, you too cool for that. I know you ain't soft. So he's like, bro, whatever you do going forward, just know who you are, know what you can do. But don't let this hoop shit, like, bother you like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, compete, work, but, like, day in and day out, you got to be your own best friend. And, uh, that's first, like one of the first real times I got drunk, but like, you know what I'm saying? But that's the first real time I, I really remember, you know, I got some real talk from Lou and, um, you know, I, it, it kind of, you know, helped my career at that point because it was early in. I didn't really know what the league was. And, you know, when you go in and dominate and struggling, you really, you, you don't recognize yourself. And I always thought that was cool. And then, you know, with Elden Brand, you would always just say, this is a, 
Notice the unreal job. Take M's and M's, millions of memories. You know what I mean? You're getting paid millions to uh, set a screen mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and make a layup. Yeah. It's unreal life. Like, don't, don't let this shit stress you. Just keep your cool and remember just to keep your balance. And uh, that's one thing I just learned that really uh, I took with me throughout the NBA. It's just no matter what occurs, I know what I can do great. And I, I know uh, for the longest time when it looked good or bad, I was like, bro, I'm, I have to remember if I'm not a starter or a superstar, I'm still – Good enough to play top eight rotation, which is 25 plus minutes. And through there, I gotta make my, you know, make my reputation in my niche. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good, um, that's a good vet. Right? <laughs> yeah. No, no, that's a good vet, you know, to really because yeah. you know, most vets that want that time, they're yeah. gonna let you, they're gonna let you go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, and Lou Wills, two years, I was 22, Lou Wills, 24. Four. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so like think about it. He could have hated yeah, on he me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or he used to tell me stories when I'd be in practice mad, like, bro. We running plays, or like he try to make me run his plays because he didn't feel like getting in. I'm like, bro, why am I running your plays if I ain't gonna shoot him in the game? Mm -hmm. He's like, when I was a rookie, they used to sub me out for the coach. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> if I, so if I, bro, like, go, like, enjoy practice, enjoy doing all this, but like, you're getting built up to, you know, pay your dues. And this is, you know, what other pros respect. And I had to learn how to get the respect to my teammates much more than like that of the public because I would have never lasted in that sense. So when people are like, Killing me or saying like, yo, you're number two pick, you weren't shit. I hear Isaiah Thomas say, yo, who's best, who's one of the best teammates you ever had? It's like, yo, Evan Turner. Or like we mm -hmm. do interviews and like they'll give Dre their credit and might be like, yo, low key, people don't know, but ET, you was really, mm -hmm. you, you really put in some work, you did your thing, like hell of a career, you know? Or like sometimes people love Tatum and Tatum might come up and be like, yo, you're my favorite player growing up back at Old State. So like there's little wins wow. you could take yeah, yeah, from yeah, it. That's... You can't listen to the outsiders, yeah. but you know, it's, 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 and that's, that's what they don't tell us when we're coming into a sport. Like yeah. you had the coach, you had the general manager, you have what society thinks is your, your position. Yeah. When that position is only granted by your teammates. Correct. You have to earn the, you have to earn your spot within that team because it's only y'all. Yeah. And a lot of people don't realize that. Like yeah. if you don't, they don't sell it to the team. We'll yeah. never believe it. If you, if, it's like, <laughs> like what they say with like in Sopranos, the mob. You couldn't flip them. Yeah. You couldn't flip them. So mm -hmm. when it comes down to it, we stay with Tony. But it's a man's league, bro. Yeah. It's, it's, people don't understand. Yeah, that, that, like, bro, so like, you come in thinking, like, yeah. oh, you hit me in practice and you over there running into the coach and we yeah. sitting there looking like you, this goof. It's, like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you start doing it as a team. Like, he ain't getting the ball. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but also, too, from your position as an alpha, mm -hmm. like, to say who the man is, like, the team says who the man I mean, is. The team, the players say yeah. who the man is. So you're going alpha amongst alpha, and it's like, nah, it ain't hard to accept your role, like, going in Portland or else, like, if you don't understand this game shit, you're going to get up out of there. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So. so let's talk a little bit just about playing Philly. So Philly fans, Philly media and be very passionate, sometimes a little too passionate. <laughs> yeah, man. That How did is... you deal with that, that shit? No, to be honest with you, I always say this. Like, Bobby Knight says, you know, journalism's a step above prostitution. Like, mm -hmm. you can't really take none of that <laughs> shit too serious. Like, and I realized who was writing on me, like, beat writers, and it's like, bro, this dude used to play lacrosse. Like, are hey, we lacrosse being... is a good sport, no, but shout I understand out to what you're saying. Lacrosse, but like, yeah, don't, yeah, don't, yeah, say, yeah, don't say shit to me. Yeah, like, yeah. You understand <laughs> what I'm saying? And then, like, you're publishing stuff. Like, these are you publishing stuff. I'm like, bro, I'm not tripping, but this is killing my reputation. Yeah, yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Like, and, like, then, like, only thing that used to bother me is, like, damn, my mom. Like, my mom raised her kid. My mom loves me. And it's just like, all right, bro, y'all putting out some stuff that's just OD, but you. 
Philly's really a city of brotherly love, and the only positive I can take from it is it just made me tougher. Like okay. once I left there, nothing really bothered me. It almost made me a sicko, not like Gil type sicko. Mm -hmm. but yeah. like, I my friends would tell you I laugh at everything, and, and like the ship could be going down. And it's like. You like me, cool. If you hate me, cool. Do I suck? Cool. But like, <laughs> I, I try to, it made me just really uh, pay attention to the results and the analytics and just, uh, you know, how to move in a room, room full of vultures. Anytime you get a, you know, whole city hating you or like disliking you on something that you love or passionate about, that's going to teach you some type of toughness. And, uh, you know, you, you, you get your strikes from that and you move on. I mean, for me as a dude who never hooped in the league, I always have just an amazing amount of respect for all you do because yeah. I know how difficult it is yeah. even to go from college, high school to college, college to the league. Then you see kind of these, I don't want to call them dweebs, but a lot of them are dweebs. And you see yeah. these people, and they've got these names and the, and the stature from, from writing articles, blogging, doing all this yeah. shit. And then you look at them, it's like, what? you've never ran a 17 in your life. You never yeah. had to mm -hmm. you know, run a sprint, suicide, whatever it may be, just be in those locker rooms, play 82-game season. Yeah. But we'll, we'll hurl those shots out. We'll talk all that crazy shit. So yeah, no, I've been. You know, it's crazy. I've been. I've, I've coached before. I've been in certain environments where we've been. I'm saying the coaches' locker room, but I've heard scouts and people be like, "Man, these guys suck. These guys suck." And you'll sit there and be like, "Yo, when did we lose humility?" Yeah. And it's like, what do you mean? Like, this is one of the top 450 players in the world. <laughs> like this kid's been doing something for over 10,000 hours since he was a kid. He's going to every basketball camp, every game, every situation you need to go to to climb that mountain mm -hmm. and give himself an opportunity to go play in, what, it's two-tenths of a percent of a league? Like, yeah, yeah. it's eight billion people in the world? By me appearing this at 15, y'all going to tell me how great she is, right? Mm -hmm. Little kids who do gymnastics, backflipping and stuff, they're going to have an opportunity to be at the Olympics and be on a Wheaties box and love for forever. The kid, the kid that came out like a systemic oppression and it wasn't set up for him, is able to go into the NBA, able to break his way through and continue to go up against Lions every single day. Mm -hmm. We're talking about they suck. And I'm like, you can't, the, game is, the game is messed up because of that alone. Yeah. Literally, like, anybody else, this would be a prodigy. Yep. It's one of 450 in the world. Shout out to all the doctors. There's 100,000 doctors. A lot, of, a lot of them suck. But yeah. Somehow, you stand up, sir, yes, sir, Mr. This, and the other. And on the, on the backside, they throwing special K, yeah, yeah. K to people. They, you know what I mean? They worse than, you know. Yeah, majority of them suck. Yeah, but, and shout out to the doctors. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just. It's all good. No, it's but all like, good. When we break it down, no, but you're right, you're right. And you're we right. add all this up, it's like, I think that's the only thing that kind of gets away from the game or if I have to nitpick at it. Because what you don't understand and like the words you say, Adds to the perception. And when there's so few NBA players, only like 5,000 of us ever, ever. you go to a front office, 180,000 people working. So now we start going out, the, the truth and the narrative is going to be drowned out by whatever everybody else says that has no experience. And I don't know how else it works for anybody else, but we've never been able to even walk into I don't know about you walk in a room and tell you what I know. Mm -hmm. We'll have to second guess it or, or fact check it. Yep. But now it's, it's hard to talk basketball when you played your whole life and sacrifices. Yeah, for sure. You have to yeah. ask people why. So, And just what have you seen from that basketball discourse? A lot of talented <laughs> people in this space, too, so I'm not trying to shit on everybody. But I feel like the conversation has just, just gone off the wheels now with how people talk about, like, Gil, you'll say something, and I'll see people respond and be like, you know, how can he talk about this, that, or whatever? I'm like, you're talking about a three-time All-NBA player. Gave Kobe 60, gave Steve Nash 54. Yeah. Like, he can talk about whatever he wants about <laughs> basketball. I, with me, I know they're stupid. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so that, that makes it yeah. easier yeah. because all I have to do is just, like, I'll say something like, Isaiah Thomas is um, overrated at number three. 
no one hears three, right? They just heard overrated. Yeah. So then they just jump out the window. Yeah. Jump, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said three, yeah. right? Or, you know, I'm, uh, I'm better than Steph Curry by the age of 25. All they heard was I'm better than Steph Curry. Yeah. Right, so I I mess with people because I know they're no, no, that's real. And I know they don't they, they don't pay attention to everything. They just hear what they want, then they respond. They don't hear to actually understand or learn. So like even when I used to deal with the media, the media was always on my side because I beat them to their punch. Yeah. If I had a horrible game, right? I don't let them tell me I have a horrible game. I tell them I had a horrible <laughs> game. Yeah. Right, but hey, so. Uh, yeah. Uh, how was tonight? Man, I play like shit, bro. I don't know what yeah. I was like. I was ball hogging like shit. Like, I do all that. <laughs> now, now they be like, oh, oh. Damn, I was just going to get out. I was getting ready about to lay it into you. I was like, yeah, I missed the open shot there, missed the layup. I probably didn't get enough sleep. Like, I'm just going to do it to myself so you can't. Yeah, that's, and that's genius, bro. Because at the end of the day, it's like, it's like you got on a black, if you tell me I got on a black shirt, they can't be like, you wearing a black shirt. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, you know what I'm saying? Like, so. And I felt that, and um, you know, you I think you dealt with the media the best possible way. Besides, you know, when they try to come and get you. you know yeah, yeah, I was. Um, it was a different time. You know, I had the NBA blog, right? So I had the NBA blog before you know media really blew up. You think you're getting too powerful? You think, or too influential in certain in certain ways? With me, is you think that's a thing? With 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 me, it was um. I had too much, I had too much power and you're for in, my immaturity. And you're in DC too. Yeah, like, you're yeah. like crazy. Like when, when, when I say immature, like I'm, I'm, I was too immature to have the kind yeah. of pull I had. Yeah. Right? Like there's, there's certain people yeah. you just can't. Nah, like I'm yeah. like the Joker. You just nah, can't nah, give me the keys to every goddamn door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, 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 I say the same. I'm like, all right now. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, sitting here yeah. like, yeah, I, I know you told me to be responsible, <laughs> but uh, what's in that door? Yeah, nah, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? And um, with, with the owner I had, right? I had immunity. Yeah. No matter what I did, yeah. he'd look at them like, "Yeah, but you no, it's not a, guilt. You guilt, guilt does no wrong." Yeah, and it's another thing too <laughs> that like when people say stuff like, "Gil, you're a whole moment." Like you understand what I'm saying? So like when we talk about Kobe, we talk about all these like you was like, "Are you going Kobe and I'm sixty, dog?" Like yeah. <laughs> you're hitting shots, <laughs> dropping jerseys, like. So I, I man, it's. It was it was it was, it was, it was thorough, bro. You're un, you, unbelievable. I just had too much power with my immaturity. Yeah. Like, I, like you didn't have to. Like, to be honest, you didn't have to worry about me outside the arena. Right. Right. I wasn't clubbing yeah. and doing all that. Inside that arena, oh, that was my playground, boy. <laughs> oh, paintball shooting. I'm using all that arena. Nah, the hide and seek. Yeah. Oh, you. I know you heard. I heard the Rottweiler story. Yeah. yeah you shit in somebody's shoe one oh, time. Yeah, the shit in the shoe was aggressive, bro. When you break it yeah, down. Why you shit in somebody's shoe? Like you got a hole in the shoe. Why'd you shit in somebody's shoe? It's a great prank, though. Because uh, they broke into my house. Um, they broke into my house and shot me while I was sleeping with paintball. Okay, so that's fine. I didn't know. You know so at that, point, at that point, it's war. I mean, yeah, the, I the only thing I too. can't do is kill you. Yeah. Other than that, everything's under the table. <laughs> Tie you to the car, run. Like, I was, I was wrecking cars. Bro, this, yeah, but the, <laughs> the shit in the shoe is, um, the, the car wreck is a great, the shit in the shoe is top notch. Listen, bro. it was like, that's like, like an ultimate setup. Like, it was, it was great too. If I didn't put the baby powder in there, so when he put his shoe on, he can see the powder, and he's like, what is this? If I didn't do that, I think I could have got away with it. <laughs> Oh, I would have been in the jay. I could have got away with it. Hey, I used to, oh, almost got him again. Blotch, you know, so his name is B-L-A-T-C-H-E. Yeah. Right? 
So I cut the L, so it's B-I, right? And then covered the C, it was a no, C-T-C-H, and then cut off the E, and then cut it out so when he went in the game, it was going to be bitch. <laughs> right? And, and what happened when he put his jersey on, I think, I don't know if it was Calvin Booth, man, and Calvin Booth was like, hey, what's wrong with your jersey? And he took it off and see, and it said bitch on it. I was bro. like, bro, I almost had him. Bro, that's I almost crazy. had him. That would have been all out of bitch. But that's, that's crazy. But that's, this show's that's called what, No Chill. I'm just going to point that out. That's what I did when I was bored. No, no, no. I, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I, also, I, I also saw that, what, the, the 103s? You also did the 103s a spot, or 1003s yeah. a spot to make. So, I mean, shit. You, like, I, 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 I knew what my problem was. I worked so much by myself. When I seen you come in, yeah. it's friend time. Yeah, that's right. Man, what y'all doing, man? What we doing? Like, <laughs> and you over here like, man, I'm coming to work. I'm like, nah, man. Yeah, like, man, what we doing? Yeah, you, already, you already got your 10,000, <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so let, let's talk a little bit about, about your early life growing up in Chicago. How did Michael Jordan impact your love of basketball? Dude, Mike Jordan was everything. You know, he was, uh, you know, at that time, it's just a whole moment. Uh, you know, I was born in 88. That was uh, Jordan's. Best year ever, I think. Remember, was just defensive player of the year, average 33, you know what I mean? All that, all that great stuff. And um, remember just growing up, I just remember just wanting to be like Mike, you know, by the time uh, you always remember all the uh, champion celebrations at Grant Park. And, um, you know, everything he did was just super cool. And uh, besides that being a basketball city, I just went outside and I just hooped every single day. And uh, I think one thing that occurred just growing up watching NBC and watching all the stuff he did, Michael Jordan made you, you know, a lot of times just believe, like willpower, you yeah. know, all those commercials, the movies and everything. You know, he should just put the battery in my back, be legendary, like, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, to us, uh, MJ, you know, was my GOAT, you know, you know, high up in, in, in every asset for me. You said was, is he, is he still your GOAT? No, or, yeah, or is no, the goat no, shifted? MJ's a GOAT. Yeah, I think okay. MJ's a GOAT. I'm making yeah, sure. I think MJ's you said was, I wanted to make sure he was mine. He did say, like, to me, like, not even when you were a kid, MJ was like, God level to you, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So um, I, I still got MJ number one. And, uh, you know, I be yeah. arguing, and people get mad at me. Obviously, Brian is right behind, but I always argue Tim Duncan. What's funny is some, I'm, I'm, someone put Tim Duncan at three, right? And I couldn't, I'm looking at the numbers, and I'm like, I can't argue. You can't, bro. I can't argue. You walked in first team all NBA from day one. I can't argue. And I'm, I'm sitting there like, ah, I can't argue this. Yeah. I want I'm, Kobe's three, but you saying three, I can't argue it. Yeah, well, Kobe fans will argue their head to head, and obviously Lakers yeah, had that yeah, advantage that's, there. Kobe fans is, yeah, you, true Kobe fans, Kobe's better than Jordan, right? All our greats is better than everybody else. Yeah. Penny Hardaway is still top five to me, so no one's going to convince me, right? That's just how I am. Yeah. Um, when it comes to who's the greatest ever, no one's gonna ever win that argument because you're gonna use stats to try to trump this person versus this person. Um, the problem with LeBron ever gonna be in front of Jordan is Jordan, the greatest of everything. When you're talking about the, the Bugatti of Bugatti, yeah. right? How it looked, how it ran, how it sounded, that was the mode that was built, yeah. right? And you can't build it exactly the same. Everything else is going to be copycat. Yeah. How he talked, his movies, inspiration, right? Dropping the movie while he played, yeah. did these documentaries while he played. Um, I mean, from his shoes, like yeah. it just—it was just all of it together. And the last dance even just shows, like it's 
Said MJ was always present. The world was going crazy around him. And it was like a walk in the park to him, bro. And he, I thought he always chose and picked his spots, but he was just, MJ was just a man. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. What was it like the first time meeting MJ? And I was actually at, uh, it was crazy. I was at my, I signed with his agent, David Falk. So uh, David Falk was turning like 60 and uh, they invited me, he invited me to his 60th birthday. So he's like, it's gonna be at this country club and all this and you know, such and such gonna be there and you know, Mike's gonna be there. So I'm like, oh, Mike, my bet. I'm, um, <laughs> I'm finna wear a suit, but you know what I mean? Like, like, I know, you know, Mike just always scream out, like, you know, you do it this way, you do it that way. I'm gonna say less. Like, I know exactly what I'm finna wear. Like, so when I sit, I sit down, that was the year I got drafted. And I played versus Mike's kids growing up, so not like I knew him. Did but, you um, cook? Cook? Oh, yeah, stop playing. I'm just, I had to know. Everything before 2010 was treacherous. Was Mike ever at those games? I think he might have been when we played in a Big Ten tournament. Okay. I don't know. Uh, I think he might have been. Okay. Uh, but I had like 30s and stuff. Like Mike was aware. Like, okay. you know? Yes. Like I didn't get signed to him, so he's probably hell no. But um yeah. when he had met me, uh he's actually sitting behind me and um you know, he looked over and he like, man, I don't wanna impede. So my my, my old agent that came up, I was like, You wanna meet Mike? I'm like, hell yeah, I wanna meet Mike. Mike yeah. That type shit. And um, you know, Mike had uh I think he had been on a golf course most of the day. So he was he was pretty, you know, heavy in, but to see him like just <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 but like, like, let me say this. Like, you show up, they're like, yo, make sure, like, this is a dress code. Like, I yeah. wore a suit regardless, but you can't wear jeans. You, you walk in, Mike got on jeans. Jeans, yeah, yeah. Ripped Boot up, cuts. Like, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's like you're at a, a country club, kind of be quiet. Mike's kind of, you know, it, it's his world type shit. And uh, I just remember seeing him being like, yeah, this is what, this is what a goat looks like. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, hey, it looked like greatness. And, I was, and he's just like, yo, Evan, you ready? I'm like, Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. And he, he shook my hand. And it was just like, you know, he got the paws, got the biggest hands ever and all that. And it was it was just one of those dope things. You got to meet one of the greatest athletes uh, of all time, man. So I was I was blessed. It was, it was a blessing. Man, that aura. Like like when you when you when you hear superstars, you see them. Like most fans, you just see Mike on TV and then it's the crowd. Yeah. In public on some of how these people move, <laughs> yeah. you be like, as an NBA player, you just be like, I want it just like that, bro. Ah, and and I mean, and it's like mean? the coolest, bro. The coolest, like, bro. Like literally the like coolest. People fainting, like I, I mean, I've there's like like AI Cole, you know, um, Bron. You know what's so funny is Bron don't have it like that because he's he's seen more. Yeah, I mean, he's he's seen, he's seen more, so it's kind of really like, like he's really one of the homies to like yeah. the, the AAU circuit. Yeah, true. I think yeah. Bron too. Like he's also, uh, you know, Bron is. 
he's very aware, uh, aware in his circle. So, mm-hmm. like, if you're on about, Brian might come up to you first. First, yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, that type of aura kind of takes away, the, you know, the mystique of, like, like, you know, MJ, you might see his car and he hit the gas on yeah. his ass. Like, you know what I'm saying? You'll never see MJ. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, you like, why go? And I'm like, yeah, all right, well, then we good. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, and, uh, you know, it's, it's a fine line between that because you hear a lot of stories of people being like, you should have never met your idol. Sometimes you're like, man, that man was weird as hell, or you can never look at him the same. So, but you know, shout out to MJ for you know everything he's done. I, I, yeah, I got, I got a teammate who. Let me let, who who wish he didn't meet his idol. Who Nick Young? No. Who Kwame Brown? Kwame. <laughs> <laughs> I played with Kwame Brown. Oh, you play? Oh, I played yeah, play, yeah, 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 play yeah, with Kwame yeah. Brown, man. He uh, yeah, Kwame. <laughs> It's funny to see y'all go back and forth, man. I, it's it's fu- we text we text every day. Oh, do y'all? Yeah. Oh, that's unbelievable. Oh, text, no, we text every day. It's just the but shit. Is that it hate text? Like no. It's like what, yeah. what he does is what he does is it's like he warns me first. That's yeah, so, my yeah, so, so, love each other. yeah, yeah. So what what were you doing when you were in this picture? And oh, he's about to go live. <laughs> <laughs> right, but it's it's one of those things like. I know he don't, it ain't no beef because there was no beef when we played, yeah. right? I heard the MJ story, right? Yeah. I went to Jordan camp, so I know how MJ moved, right? And you have to be a different dude mentally yeah, I know. I to know. understand the pokes. Yeah. And he's trying to see if you're going to bite back. And I, you know, my, my story with MJ is when I went to uh, Jordan camp and I scored 40, right? And then, you know, he coming to me and say, yo, you, you, know, you remind me of a player. And I'm thinking it's him. And he told me, you know, Randy Brown. <laughs> what you say? Was you like, Damn, Randy what? Brown? Like, Randy it was Brown, like, Randy Brown was tough, though. <laughs> I just scored four. No, you right. Randy yeah, Brown no. was a defensive player, hustle guy, had the energy, right? Shout out to so, Randy and Joe. Right, so I'm sitting, I'm sitting back at the uh, the room like, Randy Brown? Who he thinks, he thinks I'm Randy Brown? All right, I got something for him. Watch tomorrow. Like the whole, my, he messed up my whole night, bro. Like I trained too much to be Randy Brown playing defense, bro. bro. Like not bro. no defensive player, bro. Nah, bro. That, that reminds. Like me. I'm thinking Jordan, bro. No, I'm no, thinking he's saying no, me. You remind me of a little me. No, no, I, no, 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 I'm in. no. That's real. Bro. One time, right? Yo, so I get a new coach in in Philly, uh, Sam Brown, right? No, 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 no. Coach Brown. He's my man. Sam Brown's his son. Shit. Brett or, or Brett Brown. Yeah, Brett yeah, Brown. Yeah. I'm tweaking. Shout out no, to Sam Brown. Shout out. This, that's yeah, but Brett Brown's my guy. So when I meet him, I'm like, coach, you know, what's going on? We're at the band. I'm doing this, that, and the other. Um, you know, I want to talk to you about my role. What do you think I do better? And yeah, I do that. Hey. So this is Drew's leaving. It's going to my fourth year, you know, contracts coming up. So like I'm still in the mode of trying to <laughs> make it. So he sits there, he's like, bro, to be honest with you, man, I see. I said, you playing like Richard Jefferson. And like in my head, I'm like, oh, I'm finna kill this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so, so I'm like, oh, okay, I keep it like cash on my back. Like, you know what I mean? If you know me, I'm like, man, most coaches don't know shit. So like, in my head, I'm like, oh, of course. So when I leave, I'm like, I call, I call my agent. I'm like, yo, bro, I gotta get up out of here. And he's like, why am I, bro? He said, I play like Richard Jefferson. I can't dunk for shit. <laughs> I'm like, bro, what are you, like, I play nothing like Richard Jefferson. He catch knobs. Like, <laughs> I play with the ball. I'm like, bro, he don't even know my game. Richard yeah. Jefferson. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I was nervous. Mind you, shout out to Richard Jefferson. Richard Jefferson was a force. So I'm not dissing. No, no, no. He was trash. But like. <laughs> the beef continues. In New Jersey? 
He was a role player. He's an all-star at one point, wasn't he? Because team team wins. I dig you from my position. But from my position, when I'm sitting here, like respectfully speaking, like shit, when I'm leaving there, I would have loved to have a, a Richard Jefferson career. But when I'm sitting there, I'm like, bro, out of all the people you were talking about, like, I'm thinking last year, like Brandon Roy or this or the third. I think say Richard Jefferson. I'm like, man, my shit is over. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and then uh obviously, you know, I was able to play and did whatever. I went five more years, but it's funny to see where people see your mind at and your game at compared, and then, you know, you have to really, you know, draw a line in between it. No, no, I learned, don't. You tell them who you think you are. Yeah. I think I, I did something like that in yeah. college, and it worked. I think I'm Jordan. <laughs> yeah. I think I should get the same shots. Yeah. But you, if you don't, like... Yeah, they'll play you. Like, they'll play you just yeah. how they see you. And, yeah. you know, I've learned that a coach really don't know what he wants until you give him that shit. Yeah. Right, you're they, right. They they have an idea like this is what we're gonna do. You come, you know, like I remember it was before training camp. Coaches like, you know, how many minutes he's gonna break down. Right, they got all that shit yeah, planned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we ain't even go through training camp yet. Yeah. You don't even know who's ready to play. Yeah, yeah. How are you just gonna determine minutes? Because I can tell you that right now, thirty eight minutes ain't enough for me. <laughs> right, there's four. That's ten minutes I gotta sit there. Like yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking forty one, forty three. So I was. Yeah. You better re re re. You know, calculate that shit. <laughs> no, that's real. No, I feel you. Hey, and I mean, you know, AI playing. Like I'm thinking, like I'm thinking, like we're really, like we're playing against these teams. AI ain't going. AI ain't coming out, oh, 40, right? Yeah. So you know, if I play him 38 and AI's playing 44, that's you know, that nah, he gonna take over the game. No, that's not what we're doing. I, that's how I'm thinking. No, that's real. No, I, I remember. And plus, I, I want to sit on the bench. <laughs> right, I, I my first year, I said enough. I said enough on that. I didn't want to sit no, back no, there no, no more. No, I feel you. I remember, you know, being in Boston a little bit. I went to Boston the first couple, uh, first couple months. You know, Rondo was still there, and uh, you know, obviously Rondo, one of the best minds and basketball players ever. And like, just to attest to what you say, tell the coaches what it is. And I remember uh, at the end of the game, a few times. I'm not. This isn't any Rondo slur. We didn't get a couple shots off or certain shots and then go like that certain way. And I remember uh, walking up to my position coach, and I'm like, "Look, I know I just got here." I'm not trying to step on no toes. And I know, like, if I say this, you might laugh. But if it comes down to, like, crunch time moments, mm -hmm. I'm really good in those moments. Like, so shout out to, like, Rondo. Like, if he might not be able to get a shot off, like, I might. Mm -hmm. I can, I've done it before. Just, just <laughs> yeah. go look at the stats. Like, I've done it numerous times. So just go look. Like, even in my NBA career, at that time, it's like 24, 10. Like, just listen to me. Like, even, like, under <laughs> 10 seconds. Like, I'm not lying to you. I, I can do that. And um, I remember like the next day, Brad had listened and, you know, not saying I was like a big clutch guy, but I was able to step up and take shots down the stretch when, you know, I was in the Rondo left and shit. But, you know, when you tell your coaches to have that type of uh, confidence in yourself, sometimes, you know, at this level, it, it could open more doors, you know? It actually, you know, there's, there's, I, I always, that's what I'm looking for. You know, when you're looking at a team, you're looking at, you know, the, the, the guy who's a first three quarter guy. Yeah. Right. Who's a fourth quarter guy? Who's a lad two minute guy? Who's my gamer? Yeah, yeah. Right. My gamer might only play four minutes, but his brain yeah. turns it on in certain moments. He knows yeah. how to slow the game down. Yeah. So there'll be moments where, like, you might be 15 on the roster, but you have something yeah. in the last minute of the game that just nobody has. And it's like, that's the guy you sub in. And people are like, yo, you crazy for that. Yeah, like, nah, you just don't know basketball. Yeah. You think because he's the star player, he's great in these moments. No, 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 no. That's not always the case. Yeah, he's no. a front runner. No, that's real. You remember before we knew it, and shout out to my man Paul George. He's killing the pie. But at one yep. point, nobody even knew 
Ball hadn't hit a shot like but below five seconds. It'd been like eight or nine years before, mm-hmm. like in a crutch. You can use that example and not saying like that reason, but there's other guys on the bench that might be able to close out a game. And Brown and Paul has come up and you know bec- become a clutch player now. But you know when you, when you start breaking down like the the results of everything, there's there's truths about a lot and you know, false narratives about a lot as yeah. well. Well, let's let's go back to your rookie season. You ever hit a game winner? Hell yeah, I could tell back in the day, Gil. Not a ton. College? No, I was not getting run to college. Good screens, GPA razor. Yeah, hit him in high school. Okay, okay. I'm just trying to figure out. I want to leave you out. You get a couple hook shots? I ain't a jumper. You made D1. I believe you hit a game winner. Yeah, before. Not a ton, but enough. (laughs) Also, I had some sad moments that that have haunted me to this (laughs) day. But experience both sides. But think about the bad shit more than the good shit, of course. (laughs) Always. But let's go back to your rookie season. Very first NBA game. You play against the Heatles, that LeBron crew, yeah, that LeBron, D-Wade, Bosh. What do you remember from that game? Were you nervous at all going up against D-Wade and LeBron? Man, hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, for one, it was my first game. It was my 22nd birthday. So uh, I remember that. And then I remember coming into the game because, you know, I was coming off the bench. So I remember going into that and, you know, your debut of, like, having to shake off of, like, what you thought in your head. Like, I did draft. I'm supposed to do this yeah. and that. Excuse me, I'm seeing everybody else like John starting, number three pick starting, <laughs> number four pick starting. Like, I'm trying to take it serious enough to like not scream, but like, what are we doing? But, you know, I remember coming in and just uh, thankfully having a decent game, but um, being able to see like what greatness was and like how high of a level I had to play at. You know, Brian and uh, D Wade talk about their skill set and, uh, you know, how naturally gifted they are, but I don't think they get enough credit for how hard they played or like how prepared they were. Or, like, the things they do to win or like how much they affect winning. A lot of times the narrative is just like, he's just talented, but like those dudes were talking, they were vocal. I mean, shit, like alone, just in a one-on-one matchup was tough. I remember, uh, you know, coming down uh, one of the plays of the game and uh, seeing D-Wade in front of me, like, you know, a Chicago legend. And I just hit him with a right to left and hit a pull up, you know, and uh, <laughs> the whole crowd went crazy. I remember him coming back down, trying to score on me. And then I yeah. went back and scored on him. And I just remember uh, him coming down, trying to see like what I could do. Cause the game we were down like 15 or whatever, but it was cool to just, uh, you know, get the awareness of him. Cause uh, you know, to play in the NBA is a dream and a goal. And that's just one thing I really remember. Was that the first? Yeah, that was the, the, the year first year. So the first year. The, the, Carlos Arroyo was the point guard. That was that's how they had early the old. It was. They had the old bench. Yeah, so you had yeah. Joel Anthony playing yeah. a decent amount. Yeah. Uh, was Norris Cole there probably? Um, so I think Mike Bibby was there for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, Mike Bibby. I mean, like I said, Carlos Arroyo started. Yeah. So, but I thought that first game was lit. It was nice. Carlos Arroyo, what he did to uh, Team USA back in the day with Puerto Rico what he did was crazy. To, what he did to me, my rookie year. What he do? I still don't know. I don't want to watch the film, but <laughs> but we was uh we was playing Toronto, so he was in Toronto. Yeah. Right, uh, rookie season. And um we got put in at the end of the game, right? And I don't know, missed shot, he got he's on a fast break. And he did some fake, made me turn around, and then I see there was nobody there and turned back around. He was that way. I did a whole 360. All I heard was, ooh, ooh, ah. <laughs> now, every time you right? see him, you be like, and and like like back then the rule was like you know like we had IR right, so back then it was like all right five days on five games on five games off five games on so we were basically on five games on then this next person so that was my first game on, that was it, 
IR. And then I was on IR for like 20-something games, bro. Mm-hmm. I was miserable. <laughs> oh, I didn't want to wake up. I was that's like, I don't even know who he is, that's man. Going to stay? I was like, going to, I don't know who he is. He coming off the bench doing this to me. I don't belong in this league, man. man. And back then, <laughs> and like I say, like now the league, like back then, like a dude like Carlos Arroyo coming from Puerto Rico, like when you're in the league back then, like that was the truth. Like mm-hmm. it was the best of the best. Like now, not saying anybody can break in, but like this is a doggy dog world. So like I knew Carlos was like really like that when I was a shorty and he went with Puerto Rico to beat yeah. USA. That's OD. Man, man, it's like trigger off, man. <laughs> Hate that man for a while because of that. But he put me on the bench, <laughs> sitting there, same suit, didn't have no money. Broke ain't got no rocking girls. The same, uh, I respect <laughs> you, man. He's rocking the same suit. Different shirt, same suit. Same, same clothes, bro. I, I, I spent all my money on my Escalade. <laughs> Dry cleaning. <laughs> what are you talking about? No. Stinky I didn't booty. know nothing about none That's of that, stinky bro. Stinky booty in the suit. I didn't know nothing about okay, none. I, I had it. the same suit on going to each city, bro. Same suit. We wasn't on TV. Yeah. We sorry. I remember uh, <laughs> I remember Darrell Wright. He was telling me that uh, Eddie Jones, when he's in a... Uh, when he's in Miami, he said Eddie Jones used to give him like some of those Walker suits. You yeah, know Walker. what I'm saying? So he said he kept wearing the same thing over and over. And um, he said during one time out, he was like, young fella, if you wear that suit one more time, I'm going to take that shit and put it up there next to MJ's. He said, you wear that shit one more time and take that shit and put it up next to MJ's. That's funny. <laughs> So you grew up idolizing MJ, but you said Kobe was a close second. Yeah. So let's go back to that first game. I, I read the story that some of your teammates said, don't look that man in yeah, the I'm eye. Looking, yeah. Don't look him in the eye. Like some Indiana Jones, your whole body was going to freeze and break down. But <laughs> what was your reaction when your teammates told you that? And then how did that compare to actually getting the chance to play against Kobe? It was pretty crazy because I had met Kobe like six months prior because, you know, Rob Palenka. So, mm-hmm. you know, at the time, like, Six months prior to starting league, I was on top of the world. So, like, I'm talking to Kobe. I'm, we would text, like, you know what I mean? All this and the other. And I'm like, that don't sound like Kobe. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> legit, I'm like, he seemed like a pretty good guy. Like, no, bro. Like, he's looking for any, any edge, bro. He's a killer. Like, legitimate killer. I'm like, are you, are you sure? When I go out there, you know, obviously, I, I, um, Never knew, you know, Kobe took the game serious, but like he was out there kind of like trash talking, telling folks like, yo, we going to the post, we going to the post, fade away, like, uh uh-oh, like dunking and everything. I'm like, he's doing that to Jody Meeks. So they're like, Evan, check in, go get him. I'm like, get him. He's already cooking. And um, you got like, like, get him, like, go get him. Like, all right, bet. So after like, probably getting like 30 straight, like something like that. Not 30 straight OD, but. Down the line, it was a close game. He sco- he for sure scored eight straight on me, and like every shot was like just all contests and everything. I remember walking to the bench, and uh, you know Doug was super. Doug Collins was a critical coach in a sense, and uh, I remember Kobe looking back, smiling at me, and I'm pissed. And Doug was like, "It's all right, young fella. Like that's Kobe Bryant. When the fourth quarter hits, it turns into an ocean." Mm-hmm. And uh, I just remember, I just remember that, and I just remember being like, "Man, that dude is." to get that type of reputation from like a dude like Doug or like, like I said, it's an office league and everybody's like, that's the man. Mm-hmm. I was like, you gotta really be good to kind of, everybody solidify your, your, your gangster without you saying it, you know? So you signed a four year deal with the Blazers in 2016. I think Dame was pretty active yeah. in recruiting you to get you to go over there. What are your thoughts now on this whole uh, Dame Lillard Blazer situation, him requesting a trade uh, to the Heat? It's, uh, I like it. I think it's long overdue. Uh, to be honest with you, I think Dame, um, 
one thing you love about him is uh, his confidence. It's crazy confidence. You know what I mean? I've been in his house where he's got all Star Wars and all NBA awards and stuff. And he's like, I think I need to start really adding hardware. And to me, I'm like, bro, I ain't won a trophy since I was in college. Like, I only get participation. Like, you know what I mean? Like, now, but like, when you sit there, I'm like, damn, like, so what you want to do next? Like, I think I can get first team. And like, during this time, I'm like, well, you know, stuff is around. Like, type yeah. shit. But like, as mindset works, it goes that same way with how he develops and prepares for like Portland. You really believe you can win a championship in Portland, you know? And I, I think you can win a championship anywhere, but, you know, sometimes you got to go out and, uh, you know, go find the right situation. So I, I'm glad he's able to do, you know, do that and uh, be able to put himself in a better position because, you know, as playoffs, it's great, you know, it's a great platform for great players. And one thing that occurs that you miss sometimes every playoff is, a Dame Lillard or the years the staff might not make it or something like that. It's like, those are viral moments that you're missing. Or even running deeper into it, you know, you might, when you're dealing with legacy, those are parts of legacies that are very important to the game of basketball. And um, I think, uh, you know, he works tire, like effortlessly and tirelessly, and, you know, so, uh, so much to try to get in that position that he needs to uh, find the right position and, uh, you know, put himself in the best, best area to, to win. And I think, uh, if it's Miami, cool, but I like I want to see uh Dame and uh Tatum. I want to see a Dame and Tatum. Ooh, that'd be a good one. Ooh. Yeah. So do you think the Blazers have any obligation, everything he's done for that franchise, they have any obligation whatsoever to fulfill his request to send him to the heat? Or is it just like whatever, whatever deal we get that's the best, that's the deal we rocking with. Yeah, I think like when I was I got two different situations. When you retire, mm -hmm. you kind of like, you feel a certain type of way, you kind of see everything realistic. <laughs> like, yeah, realistic. You know what I mean? Yeah, and when you're yeah, playing, yeah. you like, man, yeah. It's, it's not, I understand what you want because you're giving your, your whole mind and body to an organization. So for sure, they should honor it. But at the same time, like, this is the real world. You get paid, you signed your name to a $120 million, you know, sign sheet. And, you know, a lot of guys have to do what's best for them. So when they were doing that stuff of Miami Heat tried to send Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson for a, top 75 player from Oakland? Hell no, bro. I don't give a damn if the points match up. Or the money. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I need, yeah. need a superstar. Like, you know what yeah, I'm saying? I need a so, superstar yeah, back. so I think Portland has to do what makes uh, sense for them. But off the strength, I think, you know, Dame is uh, Dame's not wrong for asking asking that, but it's no. business. So you, you were an assistant coach with the, the Celtics a few years yeah. ago. You talked about you like to see Dame with Tatum and that crew. But let's just talk a little bit about uh, Tatum and Jalen Brown. Yeah. Uh, what did you see from them back when you were coaching? Versus what do you see from them now? And do you think that they can win a championship together on the Celtics or the time to break that thing up? I think, uh, you know, the one thing that you see when you look at, like, a top player is, like, what's natural. I think, like, they're naturally confident. Mm -hmm. And, like, uh, just even being 22 or 23, Tatum moves like he knows where his career is going. Mm -hmm. Understand what I'm saying? How Jalen Brown moves or, uh, you know, takes himself so serious, you kind of, you know, see the greatness is coming from him. And that's before they even hit the court. And then once they got on the court and, you know, you see two guys and go, you know, guard both ways and score at a high level, I used to have to check and be like, are they really 23 years old and 24 years old? Like, the sky's the limit for them. I, I don't see if uh, if they do stick together. I don't really see a duo that can really, you know, so so much, uh, you know, handle them in that sense, getting older. Okay. And uh, I see a championship in their, in their future. They just have to, you know, put the right type of team together. Okay. Um, so you wouldn't break them up. Early, right? Not unless it's for somebody <laughs> or, or, or OD. But I wouldn't. Yeah, but, yeah. 
I mean, it's like I, I, I mean, it's like 25, is, is Dame that somebody? Like 24, 25. I mean, like, you know, 24, 25 is like, how do I break up this? this early? And, and that's what I'm saying. And like, I, even though they've been together four or five years. Yeah. But it's still only 24, 25. And that, you know what I mean? And that's what I'm saying. I think one thing that, that has to occur a lot, you don't ever want to bring it up, is uh, the others. Sometimes you just got to make sure you go with the other. Were you the one that brought up all the stats the other day uh, when it was the Heat? Uh, the Heat Celtics matchup of like where like the players rank like yep that was me like they, they was yeah that was brilliant bro yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> the trash table yeah, that yeah. was <laughs> that was brilliant but I think like you know you, you look at the game seven Jason Tatum got hurt and it was over after that yeah. you have to build a, a a crazy team around them where uh you know that it weathers the storm you know what I'm saying but I think if you keep those two together who who can really who can really mess with them. So you talked about uh, Tatum and Brown being one of the top duos in the league. I want to talk about another duo, uh, Joker and Jamal Murray. So let's go back 2019 with the Blazers at Game 7. I think you'd only scored like four or six points in the six games prior. Yeah. But Game 7, you okay. cooked, though. Yeah, let me a answer that, too, bro. <laughs> okay. That's what really pissed me off, too, because they'd be doing narrative. So um, it's like you only scored like four or six points. I shot three times, and two of them were forced. Like, <laughs> oh, just yeah. to be like, oh, y'all got me Stop. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, I played yeah, four yeah. minutes. So yeah. I'm like, I'm, yeah, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm just saying what you did in the first six, now I go to a pivotal game seven to go to the Western Conference Finals. You come in, the 14 piece, nah, 10 minutes. What did you play? So he knows. Four minutes, right? right I only okay. played four minutes. Right. So I only played like four or five minutes in that in that situation, even prior. I think we played OKC, I barely yeah. played. And we played Denver. I was only playing four or five minutes. We go to game six. We go back there. I didn't shoot that game either. Yeah. I had seven rebounds, seven assists, and I just guarded, you know, uh, guarded Paul Millsap. Yeah. Now, the night before the game seven, we go to Denver, and Dean hits me and it's like, yo, I really need you tomorrow. We, we really need to get this. I'm like, bro, last dollar this. I'm Gucci. I was like, tell them to play me, bro. I do shit like this. Like, I play <laughs> games like this. I'm like, I'm good. Like, I I'm, I'm fine. Like, just give me minutes. If you want to win, I... I know I sound crazy. <laughs> Give me minutes, bro. I play in games like that. I will perform tomorrow. And they said, bro, just, just be ready. Just stay ready. I said, bro, I'm telling you, I do shit like that. So whatever happens the next day, we get him blown out to start. And then uh, I think Rodney Hood got hurt. So I was able to play. And uh, for there, we were able just to go out and um, was able to come out and get a double-double and uh, help the franchise get to the Western Conference Finals for the first time in like 20 years. So that was... Uh, How gratifying you though, like eight seconds left, you guys are up by two, you got those two free throws, you come and knock them down, make it a four point lead. Are you are you looking at the bench talking shit? I mean, what, what's going on? What's going through your head at that point? Uh, prior to, uh, I was kind of, me and Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas was on the other bench. So uh, that's my man. So we were talking nonstop just throughout the game. So I used to always joke like, I'm big time down the stretch. I'm big time down the stretch. And he will always say, you got him in you? So he's yeah, asking, you got yeah, it in yeah. you? I'm like, if you look at the film, I'm like, bro, this is over. Mm -hmm. Like, legitimate over. Like, Paul Mills said, well, you've been talking all that shit. I'm like, bro, you can book your vacate. It's <laughs> over. Like, especially if I'm playing, like, I need this look. I'm going to go score, post, get me 12,000 likes. Mm -hmm. And like, you know what I mean? Like, and be the man for 36 hours. You know? Yeah, 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 you yeah. hot, you hot. Yeah. So. I think the number one thing is just gratifying and just, uh, you know, staying into it. Because, uh, like you say, in this, in this league, uh, you really got to be your own best friend, your own yeah, worst yeah. enemy. And sometimes when you hear those chirps and shit of being like, oh, he only scored four. Like, he's making 18 million a year and this, that, and the other. It's like, no, you love a moment where you can come back and be like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. And, like, I can play. I've been able to play. When you found me, I was able to play. Like, it's situational. And um, 
you know, you, you don't really get so much mad at that since you're, uh, because you're really in a war. So to survive in advance, I, I'm just glad I, I was able to have that part of, you know, whatever the journey was. Hey, do they, do they still talk? Do they still interview before the games? Shit, I didn't do it to me. <laughs> like before games? Like, you know, like before the game? Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Yeah, oh, yeah, see, I, I stopped that. Why? Uh, because there was nothing you were going to tell me before the game that was going to help me perform. Yeah. But you can put my confidence up. You can say something that I probably didn't want to hear. Like, oh, you're going to pass the ball there. You're going to do... Yeah, like, you're going right. to make me second guess, yeah. you know, what, yeah. you know. So I didn't allow the media to talk to me before games. All right. That's, and and, and that's, it just takes away... Like, it just it was just one of those things where I'm... You know, you can see. You know how you just gaze a room, try to, you know, like, yeah. how, is he ready to play today? How he looking? And then you can see a dude happy and then... Reporter says some shit. Now he all in his feelings or whatever. Yeah. And I, once I seen that, I was like, "Yo, hey, no, no media moving forward before games. Talk to me after the performance." Yeah, and that's important because I think one thing they try to call athletes like sensitive or like egotistical or like arrogant or whatever it is, and it's like, nah, like we invest our blood, sweat, and tears. So like, you really have to protect like your game, your mental, and you know, uh, and your peace at that position because um, nowadays it's the most talked about sport besides soccer and everybody just puts their two cents in and just run down on it, you know? So let's talk about that that Nugget squad, that, that Joker-Jamal Murray duo 2019. That was their first time making the playoffs together. I think that was Joker's first year making an All-NBA team. So what impressed you most about his game back then and did you think he would go on to be as dominant as he is now? No, they were, they were young and so good. You know what I mean? I was like, damn, like, this dude really doing like numbers. And like at that time, it was like, he wasn't, like we always said, he wasn't moving fast. He wasn't like he was like dunking on people or anything. So you kind of like, how is this even possible? But I, I think the one thing that most impressed me was how uh, Murray, Murray killed that whole series. Like, you know what I mean? He was like a tw 19, 20-year-old averaging like 23 or 24 versus, you know, Dame Lillard and CJ McCollum. And I thought like what those two did, like that two-man game, how much they had, like real good defenders in a blunder. I was like, yo, they're going to be tough if they can ever get their defense together. Because mm -hmm. uh, I think we won just because uh, we outsized them. But, you know, those, like I said, one thing you notice from them is uh, confidence. And uh, just much like Tatum and everything, those dudes didn't really worry too much about anything. Um, they competed at a high level, but I think they knew the game so much. Jokic knew so much of the game that, like, you're almost like, whoa, if I turn my head, he's going to pick me smooth apart. Mm -hmm. Or, like, with Murray, like, don't play with that little Canadian boy. Like he, he knows he he been getting twenty five. He knows how to get twenty five, but he he's gonna. That's just for now. He's gonna get forty eventually when mm -hmm. he starts getting older. And uh, I just, I knew they were eventually they were coming. That's for sure. That's for the last question I got for you. When you look back at your basketball career, what are you the most proud of? Now that you've gotten a couple of years and now to reflect, be out the game. Like, what are you most proud of from your career? I just did it, you know? There's been tons of times where I just, you know, thought about quitting or, like, sometimes, you know, mm -hmm. you hear negativity, bro. Like, you love the game so much. Like, even coming up, like, am I sure am I supposed to be doing it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you t are you even going to NBA tough? I'm going to a league and you see people laughing at you. You know? And, like, I think I'm most proud of, uh, you know, putting uh, the, the belief in myself and, like, respectfully always having the, the, the mindset to be like, you. Like, you know, because if I didn't, I would never be here. And um, I th always thought that was, like, the, the best thing. Always, it, it was tough to, uh, confidence stuff is tough to bet on yourself. 
I don't know about you or whatever, but like when you push through and believe in yourself mm-hmm. and shit, it's always like, damn, like I did it. And like uh, to start when I was like 10 or 11, I was probably like scared or like, hurt, you know, to, to scream that out. But like uh, come back over that journey of like unknowing of like breaking backs and like, you know, you do what you need and stuff. And, you know, getting injured or going places and not starting and I'm trying to run you out the city or calling you a bus or, you know, they turn down your qualifying offer in Indy. And now you're sitting around, it's like the last week that was offering $250,000 to play the game of basketball. Like, you know, I, I'm just glad, you know, I, in certain parts I didn't quit or didn't succumb or like give up on myself. You know what I mean? Because uh, there are lessons to be learned on the other side of that door and um, there's strength to be had and, um, in this position. That's, that's, who, that's what has made me who I am today. Sure, brother. Yeah, appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, hey, trust me. Yeah. Uh, we were talking before yeah. when I said, like, mentally, I stopped watching the game for a while. Yeah, yeah. Right? It happens, you know, sometimes. Yeah. Like, and I'm, I'm strong-willed. And, you know, when I had got in trouble, um, like, I blacked out my windows. Yeah. I didn't want people to see me. Right? It was like, it was like, it was like the first time people are judging me for something other than my basketball. Yeah. Right? You can tell me, hey, you're a ball hog. I didn't give a shit what you said because yeah. I know I'm that. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I'm him like that. Yeah. I'm not gonna pass yeah, it yeah. off, right? But when you're talking about me like personally, yeah. right, it kind of like it kind of hurt, and mm. I didn't want to be seen. So I, like I, like I mentally quit. Like that's why I didn't come. Like people think I got blackballed. Nah, I just I quit. I just like oh, I don't have the same love no more. Mm-hmm. I don't have the same love no more. So if I don't have the same love and passion, let the young dudes have it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to sit on the end of somebody's bench and some dude trying to make this dream. Yeah. Right. I'm already part of this five fifty seven hundred. Right. Yeah, yeah. And if I keep sitting here trying to get checks, yeah. right? Trying to revive this career I fucked off. Yeah. Right. There's there's dudes that are sitting there being cut because of me. No, and that's real. And I'm like, nah, like I, I have my opportunity. I had fun with it. Yeah. It slipped. Yeah. Right. Ah, your turn. Come on. Yeah. All right. And, and that, that, I mean? no, that's real. Sometimes like people forget too. It's like sometimes you just get it's okay to be like, bro, I'm straight. I'm good with it. And like, why don't you want to do it anymore? Bro, I'm tired of it. Like, not even saying deal with it, but like, it's cool to not get beat up or not be like judged or critiqued for a little bit. Like, bro, I'm straight, bro. I just want yeah, peace yeah. in my life. My God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's it. Well, we see you doing thing in the pod space. Like I said, we all we all brothers and family in this pod space. So man, it's good to see y'all flourishing and doing it. No, I appreciate y'all. Thank you for uh Thank you for having me on, bro. Y'all be doing y'all thing. Like, literally, I see y'all 150 times a day. <laughs> Get these and, checks. Uh, yeah, no, Get and, these and, checks. And, and, I, and I appreciate it, man. And, like, Masai, you the man for real, naturally. And, like, you know, know, right? And you yeah. always, you always been a man, bro. So I appreciate you. So bro. I appreciate you. I think first time I met you, actually, real life, SB's last year. Yeah, yeah. Y'all gave it up, show love. I'm like, Iggy kind of didn't know. You know, he didn't remember, but it's all good. Yeah, no, your pops and uh, I even asked you about your brother. Yeah. Uh, right. He used to hoop, too, right? Yeah. He used to around my age. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah he yeah, went yeah. to Tuskegee. He was, yeah, was on Baldwin Hills and all that stuff, yeah. but he played at Tuskegee. That was a good show. That was a good show. Yeah, he was, was my age. It was quality It was quality entertainment for the black community. So Yeah, they had some pieces on there. But this has been another episode of No Chill with Gilbert Arenas. We'll be back with more very soon.